Blog Talk Radio. ask you a question. Did you stand? Did you salute? Put your hand over your heart? You know? Did you bow your head? Did you sit? Did you kneel? See, you know, we're going to talk about this tonight because I would reckon that all of the people that are up in arms over this whole national anthem debate at home when you're watching a sporting event and they play it, I bet you don't stand. I bet you don't stand and put your hand over your heart. I bet you sit there, eat your Doritos and your chicken wings and whatever else. I, 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 I would bet most of the people that are sitting there saying, that's unconstitutional, that's un-American, are not, are not doing exactly what they think Colin Kaepernick and others should be doing. Yeah, you heard that. That was my car beat because it's me, Commissioner T. You know, as I do and host the Madden Voice, I actually also um, do other things in life like volunteer on boards. And the board meeting that I was at tonight ran a little long. So I am literally just walking in my house to my studio, my in-house studio, and I am getting ready to uh, bring on my co-host so we can talk some football. So I apologize if you hear a little more background noise than, uh, than you should. But, uh, hey, I'm here. I'm at my studio. And uh, let's bring on my co-host. You know why? Well, because I can. Uh, let's see. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Appreciate it, sir. Always good to have week one under the belt. Lots to talk about, as I'm sure everybody has their own voices and their own opinions on everything. Let's get it cracking. All right. All right. Mr. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. What up, y'all? Week one's in the books. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Fun. It was. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. Week one sucked ass, man. Get what K-Talk's <laughs> K-Star talking about, dude. Week one was horrible. Fantasy two and two? Nah. Did we lose, man? It was horrible. Can we get to week two, uh, like, soon? Please? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that makes you yeah. feel better is the next week. 
yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So um, let's uh, let me do a quick little simulcast as I did last week. Actually, that worked out really well. So I'm going to do it again. And uh, yeah. And uh, guys, give me one second. But I'm going live. Um, yeah, right about now. Three, two, one. Uh, yeah, so um, it's me, Commissioner T, and I am live on the air with Dr. Train, JB, and K-Star, and we are just now getting into the Madden voice. And so last week, uh, the little live segment I did, uh, it was actually pretty popular. I got a lot of views and a lot of listens. So I said, hey, you know what? Let's try it again. But here's the thing. If you're looking at me live now, which according to the app, no one is, so I'm kind of just talking to myself. Um, but if you come on and, and are watching me live, then all you get is me, uh, which is good because I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, but you really don't want to just stay on the Facebook live because all you hear is me. You really want to go to my wall, click on the Madden voice. You can do it from any mobile device. You can do it from your cell phone, your tablet, you can do it from your computer. It, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and now you don't just get me, which is all you get right now. How you doing? You also get JB, my younger brother. You get K-Star, and you get Dr. Train. So you actually get a quartet of guys that understand football, know football. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about football. What are we going to talk about tonight? Let me tell you what we're going to talk about tonight. Of course, we're going to continue to discuss the Colin Kaepernick uh, National Anthem debate. My man Tom, what up, Tom? I'm giving you some love, my brother. Guy's a phenomenal musician. If you're in Connecticut and you and you and you're looking for a great band, you got it. I mean, y'all know Major Motion is my boys, that's my peoples. Um, but besides Major Motion, you also gotta check out Tom's band, What Up Funk. These guys are phenomenal. Tom is incredible. You gotta check them out. But anyway, um, we're gonna talk about Colin Kaepernick. We're gonna talk about, you know, the protests are increasing. And what does that mean? And what is the impact on that? We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I know Mama Floyd's listening. My mother's out there. She's a Giant fan. And, yep, okay, Cowboys lost to the Giants. Uh, what does it mean? What does it mean to the Cowboys? What does it mean? Are the Cowboys in trouble without Tony Romo? That's really what we're going to get into. Um, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, not just because K-Star is on and he's a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but they looked really, really good. And they looked already like they're in midseason form. So we're going to tap into K-Star's vast knowledge of this team. And could they be early AFC favorites to go to the Super Bowl? Could they already be staking their claim? We're going to, we're going to ask K-Star about that. We're going, to, we're going to talk about our picks. We're going to talk about what surprises did we have in week one. And we're going to also take a look at week two. So, hey, if you're out there, Thanks for uh, several of you are looking at me live. Thank you. If you look at me live later and I'm not live, but you see it on my wall, then that's okay. Um, come click on the link. It's, it's, it's actually easy to find. It's blogtalkradio.com uh, backslash the Madden voice, or just click on the link. It brings you right to the show. You get me, you get the fellas, you get some of the best football talk around. So a, uh, check me out. Check us out, please. Pretty please, with a little sprinkle, some cherries, and some things like that. Oh, oh, and there's one other thing we're going to talk about. Because I see my boy Marcus Patton just joined, and it made me think of something. What's up, Marcus? Um, it just made me think of something that uh, a week ago, or about a week ago, I think this might have been uh, Thursday or Friday, 
uh, Stephen A. Smith himself announced that he is going to open up the debate forum on first take. That's right. So Stephen A. Smith is going to allow people to send videos in, and, I, and the details haven't been released yet, so I don't know the details yet. But um, he's going to allow people to send in 30 to 45-second videos, and they're going to select one man and one woman to get an all-expense-paid trip to Bristol, Connecticut. I'm already here. Um, and to come on first take and to, to debate Stephen A. Smith, and he'll take you out to dinner and give you some basketball tickets and all types of stuff. So um, I am letting everybody know that I am definitely planning on sending in a video to ESPN to compete in that contest. I am definitely going to do it. I'm letting, I'm letting you know now. I'm going to throw my name in the hat. There's a lot of people out there that are going to do it. ESPN's Worldwide Leader Sports. There's a lot of people that are going to do it. Well, you know what? Commissioner T here, he's going to do it too, okay? And who knows what happens? Maybe I get somewhere. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But I'm going to give it a shot. You know why? Because I can. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right, enough of me. If you want to hear the show, go to my wall. Link's right there, the Madden voice. Uh, I would love to stay live, except the problem is all you get is me. And, and I guess that's okay. But you missed the rest of the show. So check us out. We're live. Kaepernick, Cowboys, Steelers, uh, week two picks. A lot of stuff going on tonight. Love to have you uh, call into the show, 347-838-9525. Again, 347-838-9525. Thanks for checking me out live on Facebook. Hope you tune into the show. Much love and peace from the Madden Voice. Talk to you guys soon. All right, gentlemen. I am back. Let's rock. Hello? Go for it. Oh, oh all right. Just make yes, sure everybody's there. Just make <laughs> sure everybody's there. All right. Y'all got all quiet on me. Just make sure everybody's there. Um, so let, let's – let's. I want to jump right into the Kaepernick stuff um, just because it's still a hot story. And it, another week has gone by, okay? Um, let, me, let me start with, with, with Dr. Train on this one. Dr. Train, another week has gone by. The protests have increased. Uh, we see we see kneeling. We see uh, people, you know, linked in arms. We see um, the fist um, circa the 1960s with the um, the the, the, uh, the Olympics, um, the black fist up in air, Black Panther kind of uh, uh, motivated fist. So there's a lot. It's increasing. And yet my sense of it nationally is we are still as divided as ever on whether or not this is a valid form of expression in this country. There's still a huge segment of the population that's saying, um, you know, find another way. You're still disrespecting the flag. You're still disrespecting the country, and, and we don't like it. Uh, Dr. Train, another week has gone by. Do you have any new thoughts, additional thoughts? Have you changed your sentiments on Colin Kaepernick and the protests? I mean, I'll for one just say I, I actually I really do love the support that he's actually getting um, across just across the league of, with the players players on other teams uh, with the fact of uh, people that may still be complaining um, or, or I won't use complaining that don't like his form of protest. Um, I think for the majority of those, they just believe this is not their issue. 
And no matter what he says, uh, or even though he's explained several times um, that he has no disrespect to the military, it still doesn't matter. They, they, with, without even going back and, and understanding history of that song and that flag, uh, uh, they still feel like, it, it, you know, I think it all. I think a part of it has to do with this. But what Kaepernick's reason is is not their issue, so to speak. So they could care less. They just want you to stand because they feel like uh, it's, the, it's, it's the right thing to do. Well, my position still stands. Uh, I mean, like I said, I love the support. I love the fact that he's donating his proceeds, his proceeds that he put from, from the jerseys to, to the different charities and, and on top of other donations that he's doing and, and on top of all the other support that he's getting from other players who also want to start doing donations. It seems it's, it's gotten more... This uh, has gotten more support from him doing that than it was before, just from people speaking out. Okay. And every little bit. Okay. Helps. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, on the on the side note, oh, real Drop quick on the side note, I got it. I got an emergency. Yeah, I'm but I'm coming right back. All right. See you when you get back. JB. Okay. JB, your thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts are the same as last week, if not probably even stronger than last week. I was at the post office yesterday minding my business, and a lady in line was speaking with the clerk, and they happened to come upon talking about, I, I believe it was Arian Foster, or it could have been Kaepernick and Reed, and even that, well, they should have stayed in the locker room for that. That's disrespectful to the flag, and, and basically everything you said. And it took a lot for me to not say anything because they weren't talking to me, and you know I'm a guy that minds his own business. But it speaks to the to the masses that you're still missing the point. If you want to disagree with this message, that's one thing, but you're better off focusing in on the reasons behind it, the why. And all I keep hearing ever since this all came out was so much about find another way, find another way, find another time completely missing the point altogether. And I wish I could be on that other side of the fence to see it through their lenses, but I can't. I can see where Kaepernick is coming from. And like I said before, I don't have any problems with the way he's doing it. Will I have done it myself? Probably not. We'll figure out something else. But I'm not going to diminish his reasons for it, and I'm definitely not going to diminish how he's doing it. I'm glad it's spreading. I'm glad it's spreading out to the football community. And, again, it's kind of like what uh, President Obama said. This is something that needs to be talked about and needs to be discussed. So I'm glad that he's done it. I'm glad that it's it's gaining momentum because it still needs to be discussed. So I'm fine with it. Okay. K-Star, originally you were kind of on the other side of this issue, and after reflecting you came around to at least a week ago supporting Kaepernick's right to protest. Uh, a week later, where do you stand? Haven't really changed. Uh, still believe he has the right to do as he pleases. There, it's it's. I mean, at the end of the day, it's why partially why uh, we had people fight for this country for that right, um, for many rights, but that's also one of them. You know, to express how you feel, um, and he's doing that, so I don't see any issue with it. I just think people are misunderstanding it, which is easy to do. Um, if you don't actually look into it, so. Yeah, you know, 
you know, and, and so here we are on the same page. I'm just confused as to, like, Jay, you said I can't look through their lenses. But actually, I think you can because we may not, we may not be them, but I understand. I love this country, okay? And I understand when someone burns a flag. I absolutely hate it. I think it's disrespectful, and I, I don't like it. But I also, but I, but I also can relate to the right to do that. So I can see where they're coming from. Where I, so I get it. I get why people don't like it. Where I fail to understand is why no, why these same people refuse to embrace the issue or the reason why they get stuck in. I don't like it. It's disrespectful. If you don't love this country, then leave. And that's it. And they stay there, and they don't take a minute and realize that this guy is going to make $12 million this season. He don't have to do this. He can just go live his life, and, and a pretty doggone good one. Give me $12 million, okay? Let me show you what kind of, Just give me $12 million, period. He's going to make $12 million this year. That doesn't even count what he's already made. And what the rest of his contract may look like, he's making $12 million this year. So he don't have to do this. And yet he has chosen this. And, 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 and no one wants to embrace, when I would say no one, but these, these, these uh, pundits are not, you know, the, the Trent Dilfers of the world, they're not understanding why. They just don't do it, period. So I have a, I have a problem with that. And I also have a problem, okay, I used to say, same as you guys said, well, I wouldn't do it. And I agree, I wouldn't do it. But you know what? I'm sitting there now wondering, why wouldn't I? Because you know why? It's working. <laughs> right? It's working. So I'm sitting there saying, well, I would find another way. But this works. This is getting people's attention. People are talking. It's the top news story on TV. It's the top news story not only on NBC Nightly News, but on the Today Show and on ESPN Sports Center. What other item other than Ryan Lochte gets that kind of coverage? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Ryan Lochte and what he did. You know, let's talk about that. But this here is a guy who's standing up and saying, we have a problem in this nation, and I want to see something done. He's drawing attention to it. He's putting his own personal resources into it. First million dollars he makes, he's donating to some nonprofit to help with solutions he's talking to different groups and organizations i mean what is wrong with this country that they're condemning this man i just i i I don't i don't that i don't understand the lack of embracing the issue when race relations has been front and center in this country for the last well for a while but certainly since this presidential campaign I, i i don't get it i would just I would just politely, anyone who's within earshot of the Madden voice, I would just say to you, please understand that he's doing this because he feels out of his own mouth that people of color are under a level of oppression that he'd like to see changed. And specifically, he's talking about police brutality to people of color and corrupt law enforcement. Okay. And obviously not all, but there's enough out there where this is an issue. What are we going to do about it? What's the solution? The solution isn't telling Colin Kaepernick to stand and put his hand over his heart. That's not the solution. 
And that's all I have to say about that as far as Gump would say. All right, let's move on. Um, well, I might as well jump into this one now. Our mother's on the phone, JB. I don't know if you know that or not. I said it earlier. And yeah. uh, she, she's a giant fan. And uh, JB, you know, I don't know if you watched the Cowboy game. Did you watch it? I did. Okay. Um, listen, you know, the Giants pulled it off. Terrence Williams is getting a rough deal in the press. Um, you know, your thoughts on the game, Cowboys Giants, your thoughts, really, whatever, you know, speak, whatever you want to say. All right. Well, I'm going to start right from the top. I mean, the Giants had a very good game plan for, for the running game. And I think it probably would have been a staple product for everybody else. I think they would have stacked seven, eight, nine in the box and, and dared him to throw because he's a rookie. And, and I get that. Um, from the Cowboys' perspective, I think this is good that can be taken from this game. The fact that you've got a quarterback and even tweeted this out, that he showed very good poise, very good decision-making. He didn't let the moment get too big for him. Did he miss some throws? Definitely. Um, he's, he's a rookie. He's going to miss some throws. Even the veterans miss some, some, some throws. So I get that. Um, but you tweeted out also, you can't kick two goals, you got to get touchdowns. Uh, everybody getting on teams, Williams, I'm listen, let's see what you do if you're in that situation. This thing's going to take over. Bad move, he gets it. I, I, can't, I, I can't harp on him that bad because we've all made mistakes before and, and in hindsight known that we did the wrong thing. He's trying to make a play. It just ended up being the wrong, wrong thing to do. But at the end of the day, you have to give it up for the Giants. They, they struggled. The Cowboy defense was was coming up big at times, but Eli and crew pulled it out. So you got to tip your cap and give it to them. Cowboys did play well. Um, the running game obviously was not as effective as as we hoped for, but overall, there's good signs there. I think think Dak is is going to be the future. He's not there yet. Because I really think if, if Romo was there, there was a couple of throws that he would have made that that Dak didn't. That could have been the difference. Okay. Uh, K-Star, I don't know if you watched the game, but I'm sure you're aware of it. Any thoughts on the Cowboys and the Giants? I mean, it was a, it was a good, close game, which I think we all anticipated. Um I thought the most interesting thing for me was I was shocked that the Cowboys, or I'm sorry, the Giants were actually able to stop the run. They run pretty well. I was not, while I expected the Giants to pull off a close game, mainly off a mistake, I figured the Cowboys would be able to create more running lanes for Zeke. Um, so actually, I had a question for you guys. What what do you what were your thoughts on on that? You guys know that Paul is team closer than I, of course, do. So um, do you guys have any any basis for for why the Giants were successful in, in stopping uh, Zeke? Well, see, let me jump yeah. in before you answer, because you, you can take care of that and everything else in your in your whole segment. Uh, when you spend the kind of money that you spend on the defense the way the Giants did, you better stop somebody. And then when you game plan to basically stop Zeke and force Zach to throw the ball and get it downfield, uh, yeah, you better be able to stop the run. I'm just going to quickly end with that. See, you can take care of the rest. Well, yeah, I mean, here, here's the deal. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know that I completely agree with JB on that. Um, people spend a lot of money on yeah. teams that don't work. 
Um, yep. You know, that, that, was, that was their plan, and they had some success with Zeke. They had less success with Alfred Morris, um, but that was their plan. You know, their defense last year was, was um, you know, holier than Swiss cheese, and so they did upgrade, and they did manage to get some success uh, stopping Zeke. But here, here's the way I look at it. Um, first of all, we had no deep threat again. And so they could put eight in the box. Yes, Cole Beasley got some underneath routes. Witten got some seam routes. Um, but there was nothing downfield. Same problem we had last year. Nothing downfield. If you can't go deep and get anything downfield, then they're going to put eight in the box. Um, you know, Dez had, a, had just a terrible game. Um, there was a, a – the first attempted touchdown was not a great thrown ball. Uh, if Romo's making that play, that's a touchdown. I've seen them do that very play where Romo um, does it more towards the back shoulder where only Dez can get it. So either Dez is going to get it or nobody gets it. And, and this is the first touchdown. The second one, you know, hey, I mean, there was no controversy. I saw K-Star posted something about why is every touch catch. It's not a controversy. That wasn't a touchdown. He didn't keep possession. He went out of bounds. I mean, that's it. No touchdown on that one. Green Bay? That was a touchdown. But anyway, um, but that one wasn't a touchdown. And should it have been a touchdown? Well, should have Dez had held possession? I, I want to say, yeah. I came on the show last week and talked about how he does have good hands, how he is strong, how he can do this. And then he sat there and made me a liar by getting stripped, you know, where the guy, you know, where he didn't maintain possession to the ground. So um, should he have at his level of play? Absolutely. So when you don't have a deep threat, that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is the guy's a rookie. I mean, we saw Morris get a little wiggle room. He's a veteran. Seven carries, 35 yards. He got a little wiggle room in there. Zeke's still a rookie, so we got to give him a little time. I'm not worried about Zeke. It's one game. I'm not worried about Zeke. Here's, here's where I come with all this, okay? Giants have a two-time Super Bowl quarterback. Um, top five, maybe a top – I mean, Antonio Brown is the man. So after Antonio Brown, we can debate it. But, you know, Odell is in the conversation. A.J. Green certainly put his foot down this week to say, uh, excuse me, did you all forget about me? But, you know, Beckham is definitely top five wide receiver, period. A former top five wide receiver, Cruz, back in the lineup, okay? Um, A pretty good offensive line and a revamped defense where the Cowboys have starting quarterback out, rookie running back, um, three guys on defense, starters, all starters, out, okay, and could have won that game. Lost by a point. Who knows what would have happened had T. Will went out of bounds and, and David uh, um, um, Dan Bailey uh, attempted a very long field goal. We don't know. We know he's one of the best in the game. But, you know, your leg is only so strong. Could he have done a 60, 62-yarder? We'll never know. He didn't get the chance, unfortunately. But they were in that game. They had the lead. And so I'm looking at it like, wow, here the, Cow- here the Cowboys are, you know, handicapped, crippled, <laughs> uh, under undermanned against a team that's completely healthy, got all their big money free agents that they signed on defense, got their 
second superstar wide receiver back finally after two seasons, along with their main guy, had a decent running attack behind Jennings, and we're right in that game. So, yeah, on that level, I'm optimistic. My thought here is, Des, we got to figure out, Des has got to be in this game. Des has got to be in this game, early and often. They got to get Des involved. I don't care how they hitch routes, whatever, you know, but they got to get Des involved. He is too large of a figure on that field to be shut down like that, okay? And I'm sorry, I love Dak. I think he's got a great future. But as quick as Tony can get back is as quick as we need him back. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anybody else. Trent Dilfer had the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated golf to say that Tony Romo may never, will never be uh, starting a game for Dallas Cowboys again. Shut up. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy does nothing but open his mouth and insert foot. He first dogs Colin Kaepernick. And by the way, Dr. Train, we've got you back on the air live with us. Uh, welcome back. Um, Thank you. But he first, he first ridicules Colin Kaepernick because he doesn't understand. And then he has the nerve to say Tony Romo will know. That's it. He's all done. What? He said this before the guy even took a snap. Come on, man. Tony ain't done. Tony will be back leading this team. I don't care what. Hey, trust me. Unless, unless he physically can't, he'll be back. So Trent Dilfer needs to just be quiet. He needs to shut up. Anyway. Um, Train, before we move on topics. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on the Dallas Cowboy game with the Giants? Uh, I, I honestly just thought it was a good game, man. Um, it's definitely a, 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 a heartbreaker. I, I think the uh, probably the only thing I I don't know if it's, it's been said whether people were contemplating whether Terrence Williams knew to get out. I think he knew to get out. Uh, I think he just tried to do too much in order to get a few more yards and maybe get out. I think he thought he could have beat the man and then cut to the sideline. But, you know, you never really know unless he actually answered. But at the end of the day, for, for a team that was missing as many people, as as many pieces as you described uh, just a few moments ago, uh, you prayed pretty well. But, you know, more victories don't don't get you to the playoffs. You need wins. So... <laughs> So yeah, no, I agree. At, yeah, really. Yeah, at, at the end, of, I mean, at the end of the day, it it it's good to see that they played well. Uh, y'all defense definitely played surprisingly well to me, considering the, the people that was that were missing. Um, it is bad on the Giants that you guys actually had an opportunity to even drive down and get it, considering that they had just. On their possession, they ran the ball. Their previous possession, they were running the ball in chunks. And here you are, fourth and a yard, and you decide to give it back. And you could have just, I mean, especially when you want to make a statement that you, you're going to win this game, you're not going to try to put it into your hands of your defense, or you're not going to try to take any chances. I, I think that when they could have ran it on fourth down, they had a very high percentage chance with, with with the way they've been running the ball within that position within within that within that possession to get in that first down and they didn't. So that's something they may want to think about in the future when they run the ball that well late 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 in the game. Yeah, I do want to say one thing about Terrence Williams and I made a comment on Facebook somewhere. I'm going to change my name from Terrence to Doug this week. Um, <laughs> but I. I, I, I I do want to say this about Terrence Williams. Um, 
I, I think he knew to get out of bounds, and I think he was trying to make a play. But I, I wonder. Now, no one's going to throw Dak under the bus, but I know if Tony Romo's in that huddle, he is, he is making sure that everybody knows get out of bounds. Okay. Um, because he's a veteran, because he's experienced, because he's seen, because he sees, he's seen this before. He's done this before. He's got one of the best um, uh, the fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL. He's got one of the highest. Okay. So I know for a fact that these guys know what to do under his leadership. I don't know if Dak did it or not. And they're not going to throw him under the bus and say, no, he didn't remind us. No, he, you know, and, and, you know, is it too much for a rookie to, to do that in that situation? I don't know. I never played pro football, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it came out at some point that there was no reminder in the huddle that he didn't remind people. If you make this catch, run up, get out of bounds. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, I blame Terrence Williams because he knows better because he's not a rookie. He's a veteran, and he, he knew get out of bounds. And for whatever reason, he wanted to make a play. And, you know, there's a time to make a play, and there's a time to, to do what's smart. And with no timeouts, brother, you got to get out of bounds. And, you, and, you, and what gets me is he knows that. I, I wish Romo had been there because I, I, I don't recall in my history of watching the Cowboys under Romo something like this happening where there's, there's a, you know, a mistake like that. I just, because this is what he does. This is, and this is really where Romo shines. One of his best attributes is a two-minute drill. You know, he has such a command of that offense. He knows exactly what plays to call. He knows exactly where people are. I mean, I think if Romo's there, the Cowboys win the game. But, you know, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and what I'm doing ain't helping. They lost. Congratulations to the Giants. Um you know, we will see you again down the road, I promise you, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and you know what? As much as I hate to say it, I am a football fan, too. And, you know, Cowboy Nation, don't shoot me for this. I know you guys, you guys hate when I put on my football hat, but, you know, I don't wish injury on anybody, man. And it was really nice to see Victor Cruz out there. And I've always hated the salsa, yes. especially, especially against Dallas. I've always hated it. But that one time I had to say, okay, brother, you know what? Welcome back to the NFL, man. I, I had to say that because, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's a competitor, you know. And, uh, yeah, somebody, I agree. 100% yeah. agree. That was awesome. Um, I, was ha- I was just really happy for the guy. It's been like 700-plus days since he didn't touch a football field. That was, that was really nice to see. I didn't think he was going to be effective, and surely he was. So it was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm okay with it. He's good for football. You know, he's, he's not just good for the Giants. He's good for football. And yeah. I hated to see him score and all that, too. But I ain't going to lie. It was good to see the salsa back. It was good to see him back on the field contributing because a lot of people wrote him <laughs> off and dumped him 700 days for, since he, he last stepped on a meaningful football field. 700 days, that's a long time in, in, in football world. So for him to be able to come back and contribute the way he did, I was, from a football field perspective, I had to tip my cat. I was very happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and before Odell Beckham was Victor Cruz, you know, and he had right. that relationship with Eli. He had that production with Eli. He was the man. And now here comes Beckham. Nothing against Beckham, but, you know, um, and I said this last week. I said if Victor Cruz can be anything like he was, look out, you know. And even with that, that'll oh. a chance to win. Even with that, they were still in the game, 
you know, even with Skandrick getting ran out of his freaking tight hamstring by uh, <laughs> by Beckham, um, you know, they were still in the game. So I gotta give I gotta give credit where credit is due on the Cowboys side. You you were still in the game, and I and I respect that. You know, but we'll see. It's it's Redskin Week now. On to on to the Redskins, and I'm a little upset because the the game is not going to be on local TV, and I'm not happy about that. I got to figure something out, and I'm working on a solution. But anywho, yeah, you know, I'm in the same boat. So holla at me too. Yeah, I'll 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 let you know. I'm not sure my solution is shareable, but let me let me solve it for me first. (laughs) And Hey, man, I'm going to jail, man. We got to do the show. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, ain't, nobody, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody going to jail, man. Ain't nobody going to jail. Uh, <laughs> yeah. K-Star, you are back live with the Madden Voice. Uh, nah, ain't nobody going to jail, man. It's just, you know, I'm looking into something that's that's totally legal, but I'm not sure if it's going to work. So uh, cut that out, man. Be nice. Be nice. The nearest correctional facility. Yeah, seriously. You know? Hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, hey man, that ain't funny. Hey, 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 y'all need to cut that out. We got uh, my mother's on. My mother's on the line listening. Okay, y'all need to cut that mess out. Okay, y'all got my mama on the phone here, man. You know what I'm saying? All right. And speaking of the phone, if anybody's out there wants to call in, it's three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. You can go on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. You can just go into the search box. And, and just type in the Madden Voice. You can go to Twitter, and it's at the Madden Voice, and uh, we get all of those comments and all of those messages. So feel free to reach out to us. And for anybody that was on Facebook Live that came over to listen to the show, uh, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Definitely a lot of you did that last week. I can tell when I looked at the numbers, and I appreciate it. Um, appreciate the support. And like I said, I am going to send in that video. As soon as Stephen A. gives the details, promise you, I will be representing the Madden voice. I already know what I want to debate them on. Um, heck, I'll even tell you. I'll even tell the audience. You guys will get a sneak peek. I don't, I don't know the format. I don't know what he wants. I know the video is only um, 30 to 45 seconds, so you really don't have a lot of time to get into anything. But I will tell you that if given a chance to cover quickly three topics or whatever, these would be the topics. Of course, I would. It would have to be Dallas Cowboy related and his whole um, that they're not America's team, that they're an accident waiting to happen, and that they're allergic to prosperity. I will absolutely eat his lunch over all of that. Um, uh, secondly, um, he he continues to say Tiger Woods will never come back to prosperity. I don't agree. I think Tiger could definitely come back and be a top golfer again. Uh, will he be as dominant as he was 15 years ago? Well, what pro athlete 15 years later in any sport um, has that level of dominance? It's unlikely. But, but you know, to say that he's not going to win any more majors, and uh, I just completely don't agree with that at all. Okay. And third, um, I have no problem with Kevin Durant going to Golden State. I mean, why are we expecting pro athletes to be loyal in an environment where the teams and the leagues aren't loyal? I don't get that. If that's what he, hey, if you can't beat him, join him. He wants a ring. He wants a title. It ain't guaranteeing him a title because there's this guy named LeBron James out there who's pretty doggone good. And LeBron has, has been the uh, fly in the Kevin Durant ointment 
from him getting the title. So I don't. It, there's no guarantee. But why are you knocking him for doing it? You know, he. This is not. This is a, basketball is a team sport, just like football. And so the team he was with couldn't get it done. And there's a lot to be said for Mr. Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, the guy's a superstar and he's very good, but there's an issue there between these two, and it's been there. If, you got, if anybody watches basketball, there's an issue there. And Kevin Durant said, okay, it's time for me to move on. Why is that a problem? So those would be the things that I would love to sit down on the show with Stephen A. Smith and chop it up with. And when I do my video, um, you know, I, that's what I'm going to address. So stay tuned. I'll keep everybody posted. And uh, my, my, my fellow uh, Madden Voice uh, co-hosts have already blessed me to go represent the show. So that's what I'm going to try to do. So stay tuned. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, you know, bad news when we're talking about quarterback injuries, and I, I'm going to go over and start with Dr. Train on this one. Um, you know, your thoughts on RG3, man, out again. Um, could You know, they put him on injury reserve, so he's, he's out for eight weeks. And, um, you know, your thoughts on the, on the latest development of RG3? And I guess the question really going around is, you know, um, is his career in trouble? Again, his career is in trouble. He don't learn how to stop running in the players like he's a running back. I think this dude is confused on what position he plays and what abilities he has at the quarterback position. I'm sorry. That was – after I actually saw what he did, I was like, really? That's like looking at a brick wall and like, yeah, I'm going to go run into that. And then you actually do it, and everyone's looking outside like, did you just see him run into that brick wall? Yeah, I just saw him run into that brick wall. Yeah, that dude is great. That dude is crazy, and he's going to end his career real quickly. Uh, by the way, I, I hate to see any player get injured, but, man, at least now Gary Bunners to get some love for my fantasy football team. Okay. Uh, JB, RG3, your thoughts? Yeah, he's in trouble, all right. I mean, it was, it was lukewarm even when he was released from the list as to which team wanted him on their squad. So to have this happen is a major setback for him. I, I feel bad for him because he, he seemed to have redeveloped his, his – um, I don't know how to say it, but he seems to have, have found a, a different RG3, if you will. He seemed to understand the, the mistakes that he's made in the past and try to set – Fourth, a, a better foot, and then first game he can't even get through because he's now on injured reserve designated return. So yeah, this is huge, a huge hit physically and literally. And I, if if I were a betting man, I would say he, he doesn't start again in that football league. Okay. Uh, K Star. Yeah. Um... Wow, RG3 really is frail, uh, legitimately. I mean, that really just validated that. I mean, the guys ran to the sideline, and that was that was pretty much it. He got pushed, and uh, there we, there it was. Um, it's too bad, you know, thought he had potential uh, in Cleveland with all those weapons, but, you know, he, his body, I guess, is made for the NFL. And it's not even a narrative at this point. It's the truth. I mean, we keep seeing it time and time again. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
Um, you know, we we discussed this with Tony Romo, and I got on a little rampage because people thought that Tony Romo should retire because he's injury prone. Um, the literal definition of injury prone is RG3. Okay, he is the literal definition of injury prone. And and what gets me about this injury, and Train hit on it, is it's it was so avoidable. I mean, what are you thinking? Why are you going running out of bounds into a defensive back that just happens to be there? Why didn't you slide? Why didn't you cut back and just walk out of bounds? Like, I don't understand the point. You are not Cam Newton. I mean, and you know, I didn't put that on the agenda tonight, but we can't touch on Cam Newton, um, the, the loss to Denver, but the beating that Cam Newton took, um, amazing. But you're not 6'6", 250 pounds. You know, and even if you were, I'd still question that. But at least we know a guy like Cam Newton, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, there's some there's some big quarterbacks out there that are more suited to take that type of hit. Dude, you're 5'10", 190 pounds soaking wet, and you've had it, you know, missed a season being injured. You you know, I I believe I heard on uh, one of the shows that that in the last, since his rookie year, it was a total of 49 games that he could have played, and he played in 21. And now he's out for eight weeks. So I don't get, you know, I guess it's kind of like the whole thing we said with Terrence Williams a minute ago. Like, you know better. You tried to make a play, but why wouldn't you just run out of bounds and do what's best for the team? RG3, your job is to get up and be ready for the next play. You're the starting quarterback. And – you know, that extra yard you were trying to get ain't worth putting your body in a line. And the thing is, you're a veteran now. You should know that, brother. You should know that. So I, I just, I don't get it. And I honestly think he, he's on his way out. Um, you know, if uh, the backup can come in there, I think it's Josh McCown, um, McNown, McCown, whatever his name is. I think if he can come in there, a lot of teams had interest in him. The Browns were smart to keep it, to hold him. They knew something. And if he can go in there and get some wins and play well, I don't think RG3 gets back on that field. And, frankly, I think he's in trouble. I don't – you know, I I think he's in big trouble. And, you know, and it's sad because he sat on the sidelines with the Redskins last year and took it like a champ. Took it like – I mean, I don't know that I would have been so patient. Never said a word. Didn't even dress for the games. Just sitting on the sideline every game. Not even, most of the time, not even on the active roster. And he didn't say a word, didn't complain. So I feel kind of bad for him. But, brother, this one you bought on yourself, man. This was avoidable. This was avoidable. Um, anywho. All right. So um going to take a minute now. And, you know, as everybody knows, I started to show with, the, with this uh, – Star Spangled Banner, and not really. I wasn't trying to be funny. I actually did it because two days ago was 9-11, and so it was kind of, you know, a tribute to all the people that lost their lives and all the first responders out there. And uh, I'm going to play a little something that I that I try to do now every year. Uh, it's about three minutes long, so if, if, if uh, any of my co-hosts want to go grab a drink or whatever, you got three minutes um, to take a little quick break. But I want everybody to hear this very special segment um, that I do for 9-11, and we play it every year, so it's a good listen. Check it out. 
a hero both on the football field and the battlefield. Many people knew Pat Tillman as the undersized player with an oversized heart. Pat Tillman knocked the helmet off of Isaac Byrne. Pat Tillman died April 22, 2004 on the Afghan-Pakistan border, ambushed fighting Taliban and Afghan forces. Hundreds of soldiers have been killed in battle. Why does Tillman stand out? Because his story is very special. Pat Tillman on the play. Tillman began his football career at Arizona State University. He was the littlest big guy on the field, standing 5 feet 11 inches tall. Doug Tamaro, friend of Tillman and media coordinator at ASU, had a chance two months yeah. ago to have dinner with it Tillman. Just, it was just fun to be around. And, and that night, you know, I never get dessert. I got dessert. Never drink coffee after a meal. I got coffee because I did not want the night to end. I kind of wanted it to be like, like Groundhog Day. You know, I just want the day to come back and come back and come back. While at ASU, Tillman was crowned Pac-10 Player of the Year. He was also a star in the classroom as well. I mean, he was a 3.8 student. That's amazing that he wasn't a 4.0. I, I'd never want to see the classes that he didn't get an A in. After completing his college career, Tillman moved on to the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals for four years. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 changed everything for Tillman. My great-grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and a lot of my family has given up, you know, has gone and fought in wars, and, and I really haven't done a damn thing um, as far as laying myself on the line like that, and so I have a great deal of respect for those that have and what the flag stands for. Following this interview, Tillman made the decision to walk away from a $3.6 million contract with the Cardinals and join the elite Army Rangers with his brother Kevin. Pat's family and friends received news of his death on a Thursday and knew that he was not coming home. I think that Pat Tillman was probably the, the gentlest, caring guy around that my brother and I knew, my family knew. Hundreds if not thousands of people have made their way out to Sun Devil Stadium to pay their respects to Pat Tillman. Some soldiers have even stopped by to drop off medals they have won in the battlefield. In fact, one soldier dropped off the Purple Heart. Pat Tillman is a true example of a human being. He's special. And ASU should be proud they had him. He gave his life for our country to fight for us. He may have gone before us, but you know what? We're all going to catch up with him in a place that's better. You know, he'll be my hero. He'll be my daughter's hero. He's my wife's hero. Pat Tillman never stopped looking for new challenges on the field and in life. When he found them, he met them head on. He made the ultimate sacrifice when he chose patriotism over a paycheck. A hero that will never be forgotten. A statement that will live on with the spirit of Pat Tillman. So there's a lot of things that we could play to honor 9-11, to honor, you know, our veterans, to honor our country. And I, I just think that this, the Pat Tillman story, I watched Pat Tillman play. I don't know how many of you guys on the show did, but I remember him playing, um, you know, the long hair, number 40 Cardinals. Uh, he was a pretty good player. And I remember when he, you know, gave back his salary and decided to, you know, you know, go be in the military and um, fight in the war. And, uh, you know, how many of us would do that? You know what I mean? And, and granted, when you look at that sacrifice and then you look at Colin Kaepernick, it might fuel some of you to say, 
um, that Kaepernick is even being even more disrespectful. But I would beg to say that Tillman gave his life for Kaepernick's choice. That Kaepernick lives in a country where you can actually make that choice. And that's what is worth defending is the choice. My dad um, is a Vietnam veteran and, and, and loved this country. And, 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 you know, mom would know this better than me and Jason. But I would almost be willing to bet that if dad were alive now and we asked him, that he would say the very same thing is that's his right. <laughs> that's what I went over to Vietnam for. That's what we went over there to fight, oppression. We went over there to fight a, a corrupt regime you know, that was oppressing their people. I didn't come here back to this country uh, for the same thing to happen. And if that man wants, if that's the way he wants to protest, and I can tell you my dad wouldn't, wouldn't agree with it, but he would support it. And that's a Vietnam veteran. Jay, am I wrong? Do you agree with me? No, you're 100% right. Um, there's nothing else I can add to it. I think he had the same sentiment. So, yeah, he's right on point. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I hope through the vehicle of the radio show that we do here and people just take a minute and let the emotions subside a bit and the anger and just look at what's going on in this country and ask yourself, how do we make it better? You don't make it better by telling a man who's exercising his first amendment right to leave the country. That's not helpful. That's actually feeding into the problem. So, um, and I, and I dare I say Pat Tillman didn't give his life for that either, nor did millions of other servicemen. That's not what they gave their life for. All right, back to football. If you want to call in, 347 838 talking about yeah. <laughs> simply because K-Star is, is a fan. I'm actually talking about them because they deserve to be talked about. Um, I, you know, I'm going to give K-Star the floor, but K-Star, your thoughts on the game, and uh, thank you for um, uh, whooping up on the, the, the Redskins, and I'm a little sad that I think you beat me by – I, I lost both my games, and one of them was by two points. Was the one to you by two points? No, nah, it's um, a little more than that. It's more like seven or eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Actually, yeah. I actually, I was down a lot, too. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, you were. You were. D'Angelo Williams. You were. D'Angelo Williams went off. Yeah, he <laughs> oh did. He God. did. I actually felt oh. pretty good about my lead before that game because I knew you had, like, three Steelers. And I felt pretty good, but D'Angelo Williams, he, he played a stellar game. But, um, but you know, I guess we're, say what you want about the game, but your team looked very good. Are they already, in your mind, in midseason form? Are they already awesome results? They look phenomenal. Talk to them. Yeah, uh, actually they did. I was a little surprised by that. You know, not because it's for lack of confidence, but it's just because typically it takes a little bit to get acclimated. We have quite a few players. I mean, clearly we don't have Le'Veon right now. We don't have Martavis for the season. Uh, we don't have Keith Miller. So there's been a lot of turnover at some of our skill spots. Um, yet, you know, 
Ben, Big Ben was able to keep keep it going, keep it consistent, and deliver a great performance. Uh, I think Todd Haley and the system that he's implemented the past four seasons, you know, it's really easy for Ben to also teach that to the younger guys, uh, such as Eli Rogers, Jesse James, so on and so forth, uh, because of the familiarity. And I think that's what we're seeing that that be so fluid and, and us being in that midseason form. Um, defensively, looked really good too, and and it kind of was picking up where we left off last season towards the second half of the year. Our defense really got better. Um, really encouraged by the fact that they were able to to do what they did to Kirk Cousins. We'll see if that was more of our defense or maybe a regression um, on Kirk Cousins' side, but I, I feel really good. I, I really didn't expect us to actually blow them out. I thought it was going to be a close game, and um, they even shocked me. I'm happy they did. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you one more compliment while I'm in the mood, even though A.J. Green had a, had a phenomenal game, a phenomenal day. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think last week you said Odell Beckham is better than Dez, and it's not even close. I don't agree with that. I still don't agree with that. But I will say that Antonio Brown, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in the game. And right now, it ain't even close. No disrespect to A.J. Green. You had a, you had a great game, and I'm sure you're going to have a great season. But um, just – just and it's not just the statistics. It's just the chemistry that him that, – that Ben and Antonio have and the production. I mean, he is the best in the game right now, and it ain't even close. Um, we can talk about A.J. We can talk about Odell. We can even throw Dez in there and – uh, Julio, Julio, whatever the hell his name is, Jones, um, you know, and there's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and there's others that we can put in the conversation. But I honestly right now have to concede that your boy is the best in the game and and it's it's by a, a sizable margin. Now, um, I know K-Star is going to agree with me and he's, and he's probably over there doing the doing a, you know, like break dancing and popping the locking right now, <laughs> you know, so he's pretty happy. Um but JB or Train, do you guys disagree with me on my on my? This is just me talking. You guys, either one of you, disagree with me? Dude, in the words in the words of Antonio Brown, man, is this a phone call desk or reception desk? Y'all have had y'all ain't seen the commercial. That just let me know nah. y'all ain't seen the commercial. Oh, if this the, is a reception desk. Yeah. Then it's all day. That dude's middle name is all day. <laughs> okay? <Yep. laughs> it's just as simple as that. That cat is all day. What I'm more disappointed about in that game is the way the Redskins decide to continue to play their defense, even after they saw what Antonio Brown has did. You mean to Preach. tell me that it's Preach. okay It's okay to buy a Porsche and leave it in your garage? Preach. Actually, you, you actually have... You actually have the, the ability to do that? I mean, I didn't know you was balling like that. I didn't know you were winning championships like that, that you could just buy a Porsche and leave it in the garage. Because for Josh Norman to sit on one side of the field after getting a $75 million contract, and I don't give a damn what Tim Hasselback says, I don't give a damn what none of them analysts say, they can say what they want about their defensive scheme. Trace Porter is our top cornerback on the Chicago Bears. But I bet you... That if a receiver is tearing us up like Hopkins was, like Fuller was, they will make the switch and put him on the wire because he's the best on our team and he's the best chance of us actually stopping that guy. So you mean to tell me?
mean, you could pay him seventy five million, and he ain't got to cover the festival. Oh hell no! I want to play Washington now. All I gotta do is go to the other dude. Preach. Yeah, that, that's what I'm most disappointed about. Great game by the Steelers all around. As a, uh, as a we tore it up, but to see Josh Norman sit on one side of the field and they not even bother to make the adjustment, even when the game was not even out of hand, it's ridiculous. Brother, it makes absolutely I, no sense at all. Man, and you, you gotta have... face Des Bryant and Odell Beckham. I mean, the Giants should eat them alive when they play them because their wide receiver court is deep. I can't wait to see that. Hey, listen, I just want to just say this, and I'll let Jay jump in here, but that what you just said, that is the comment of the hour right now, bro. You nailed it, bro. I, I have nothing to add. You hit it right on the head. JB, the floor is yours. No, I don't have no floor. He he done mopped it up already. There's nothing else to add. I mean, uh, <laughs> somebody could always say, don't steal my thunder. But, I mean, he took the clouds. He took the rain. He took the rainbow. that usually happens when the clouds come up. And I'm, I mean, there's nothing else to add. $75 million down the drain. Let's move on. Well, you know, but, but, hey, but hey, 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 I want your take though. I want your, I want your Antonio Brown to say JB is as far as to say he's by far the best receiver in, in the NFL. Hey, hey, hey let me, I'll, I'll put it to you real bluntly. Antonio Brown is one, and everybody else is fighting for second place. The dude is nasty. You can, I wanted to see because this would have been the great litmus test for not just Antonio Brown, but also for, for Josh Norman too. Because we're talking about the guy that got seventy-five million dollars was. Had his deal rescinded from Carolina. Okay, now he's with the Redskins. Let's see what he's really made of. Now he's in a different scheme. Or was it just what the Panthers were able to do with him, or is he really legitimate? Then you got Antonio Brown coming off a season where, good God Almighty, I don't think even the Lord himself could cover him. So this was going to be the epic matchup in week one, and we never got a chance to see it because of the Redskins' foolishness, for lack of a, of a nicer term, to not have it. Uh, Antonio Brown covered by Norman on a regular basis, regardless of which side of the field Antonio Brown is going to show up on. So, Antonio Brown, number one, everybody else fighting for second place. Redskins, D coordinator and head coach, y'all need to really sit down and think about how you really, truly plan on utilizing Josh Norman because if last night is any indication, y'all are in for an extremely long season. Hey, 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 JB. Hey, JB. And God looked down at me and he said, Bob, but my name, my name is Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, first of all, I agree with everything that everybody is saying. But I'm going to tell you, Big T, because I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in a different, let me come back to the matter with Commissioner T. Big T, I'm Big T somewhere else. I'm T here. I'm Terrence one place. I'm Terry. And then I got so many names, I confuse myself. Commissioner T, T Bonnick, the omniscient one is going to tell you why they did it that way. And, and you will not hear this anywhere else. I don't care. Watch any show you want. I'm going to give you why they did it the way they did it. It wasn't scheme. It wasn't thin. And if you do, if you change, no, nah, that's a bunch of bull. Okay, the pundits, no, you can't just do that. No, 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 no. Here's why they did the way they did and why Norman was only on him a handful of times. Because the Redskins 
have to face Des Bryant and Oakdale Beckham, and now maybe Victor Cruz too, right? Okay. So we know that's four games right there in the division. We know how important division games are. This is, a, this is the Steelers. It's important in the win-loss, but when you're trying to win a division, it's the first game of the season. In the scheme of things, it's an L that you can survive and still get into the playoffs, okay? However, you just paid this guy $75 million for five years, right? Carolina rescinded their rights to him, right? He knows, and we already know what happened with Odell Beckham and him last year, right? So do you really want him matched up against the best in the business his first week and getting torched all game, knowing that next week, guess who we've got to face? Des Bryant? No. They did that on purpose so that he still had confidence before they got into the division game. I am telling you, that's why they did it. I That's think, why they did. hey, I, I, I actually really think you're right because you know what I thought was interesting was that for as loud as Josh Norman is, he did not say one peep about Antonio Brown before this game. Not nope. one thing. Nope. Nothing. And, you know, at first I thought it was out of fear, but I think that – and then after the game when you saw him when you saw him speak to the media, he was very, very calm and almost – I don't know. For me, it seems like he kind of seemed a little relieved. But, like, he, did, he didn't seem upset to the point where you would assume that a great cornerback would be because, you know, his team has used him. So, for me, I think you are right that maybe that was uh, an idea or something that they had discussed because, man, he uh, – I just noticed that he was acting quite a bit different going into the game and then after the game. That just seemed odd to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I gave it a lot of thought, and I'm telling you, that's what it was. It was a plan where they were going to bank on the other guy, and they're going to say, well, we're going to try it. We, let's see what we can do here. You know, we're going to try to see if we can be competitive. We're not going to destroy uh, Norman's confidence in the first week, knowing what we have in our schedule. Not going to do it. So, If, if, it, if they did plan that, I, guarantee, I, 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 I don't want to believe that it was a conversation with Josh Norman that way. No, no, it was not at all. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and, and no, not at because, all. No, they're not going to tell him that. Uh, oh, absolutely not. No, yeah, that's the coach's decision. That's the coach and the offensive coordinator scheming. And, I mean, I'm sorry, coaching the defensive coordinator scheming and, and the secondary's coach. That's them together. No, they're not going to tell him that. Absolutely not. But that's them saying, we got to protect this guy. We got we to gotta make it through the season, and we got some monsters we got to face more than once. So let's take our chances. We'll get them out there on them. But let's take our chances, okay? And and that's what they did, you know. I'm, it's I'm sad to me. That's all. It's just it's just sad. <laughs> it's just sad to see. Well, I agree with you. You're right. You got a Porsche in the garage. What are you doing riding around in a freaking you know Hyundai? What's your problem? You know, I I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, football is supposed to be ride or die, man. You put your best, your eleven, my eleven, and, and you scheme and let's go. Let's get it on. Let's rumble. And to have the guy that has, you know, tried to try to promote himself to be in the level of a Richard Sherman or, you know, well, I don't know, Revis, Revis might be on a decline now. So I'm going to say the way Revis used to be, but he got he got spanked pretty good this weekend. But, you know, a Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson or some of these other guys and this guy Norman is like trying to say I'm in that same conversation. Then go out there and prove it because I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
when people talk about prime time, he played the field. He went wherever he was told to go. Okay, he didn't play. He didn't play one side of the field. He went no. and they put him against the best: Jerry Rice, Randy yeah. Moss, Andre Risen. You know, whoever Every the best. Every single down. Was, that's right, and he followed him all over. And that's why he's the best to ever play. Unlike Richard Sherman, by the way, who I have a lot of respect for, but he plays one side of the field. And now, yeah, it's and, like but at least, the same way. And, and at least, only in Seattle's defense, you know, they find ways to cover the other side. The other side just well, don't go willy-nilly. It's, it's tougher. You're right. He still, he still only plays one side. And it's right. just, it, 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 it makes you feel like, like, like it is in boxing. Where, where, where the best stop playing the best. <laughs> Instead, right. they just they just started having these little side fights to to, to build themselves up and and make themselves feel good. It's like, okay, we want to see the best against the best. If you're not seeing the best against the best, then what's the point? Right, right, right. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, yep. Here's something. Here, here's something. <laughs> Um, why did I play that? Because I can. CM Punk, please stop. Please, please retire from the UFC and go back to the WWE. Please. Okay, that's enough. Enough on that. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, that was CM Punk's theme song. And for those of you who don't follow the UFC, he had his first UFC fight this weekend, and he was he was annihilated. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even fun to watch. It was it was actually very sad. What he looked he, he it was horrible. It was horrible. He was whooped. What a whooped. Um, go back to the WWE. What, he, he, this isn't. That's not for you, brother. It's not for you. It's not for you. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, CM Punk. Go back to the WWE because it's not for you. Okay. All right. All right. I think I made my point. All right. Um, Doctor Train, if you were to look at um, Week One. Is there one thing I've given this some thought, and I've I've got something. But is there one thing that would be your biggest surprise when you think about Week One in the NFL? Is there one thing that jumps out at you? Biggest, biggest surprise Week One. Oh man, uh, I should have saw this question coming. We won't prepare. Let's see. I'm trying to think about the wins. Well, there's um, some things to think about. There's some things that, that to think about. Um, New England winning, which I did call, by the way. Um, the two-point conversion by the Raiders. Gutsy call. Um, uh, what else do we have? New England winning, the two-point conversion. Um, the, the, okay. the, the Rams being completely just – did, did look relocate so, hard knocks and then just accomplish nothing in their first game. Good. Okay, actually, I like all those. I will choose one of those. And to be honest, yeah, the the New England um, for for me it was it, it was the biggest. I mean, even if it would have been a close win, even though that's kind of what it should have came down to being a close win because he had a chance for a game winning field goal. I'm like, all right, as only you did what you need, you you 
you struggled, but you did what you needed to do. So I was shocked by that. But in addition to that, I will say the play of one particular quarterback was uh, was a bit surprising. Even though he didn't play the greatest team, I still like what I saw. It only makes me a little bit nervous for the next week, and that was Carson Wentz. Like, mm. he didn't play most of the preseason. He played the first that first game. He got hit a whole lot, and they shut him down. So he had no idea what to expect from this dude the first full week. And, you know, even though the Browns don't have the greatest of defenses, Carson Wentz just looked like he knew what he was doing. Not saying he tore it up. It just looked like he knew what he was doing, just a quarterback with poise. It's the same way, you know, I was kind of raving about that Prescott, but not quite up there yet. But just he looked like he knew what he was doing week one. But, yeah, still, Carolina, I mean, not Carolina, but Arizona losing, yeah, that was probably the biggest shot. Okay. Oh, and there's one more we could throw in there, and that would be Carolina Carolina losing and Denver um, beating them again. Um, Oh, wow, that was one, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the problem if you do the show, by the time Tuesday rolls around, we're already looking at the next week because, you know, that was four days ago. But, um, JB, do you have one? It could be any of the ones I mentioned. could be your own. But biggest surprise of week one. Week, week one. Well, now that we, we obviously touched on the whole Josh Norman thing. That was my, my biggest surprise because I really thought that was going to be a supreme one-on-one match. We already touched on that. Um Crane just mentioned Carson Wentz. I agree 100% because uh, I did not see that coming at all, even given the, the fact that he's playing even Browns at home. I still didn't see that coming. So one thing that surprised me uh, right up there with everything else was the statistics, and it shocked me a little bit. There's only two 100-yard rushing players this, um, this week, and 11 receivers had over 100 yards. So it's it just goes to show you how much of a passing league this has become and how much emphasis has been placed on the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. And I don't want to say the running back has been de-emphasized, but in some ways it has. And I think that's a telling stat for this particular week. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, Star, your turn. I like a lot. Uh, I like what I saw a lot out of young Jameis Winston. He looked terrific. He started out really slow, but then when the guns went up blazing, man, he was on fire. Crushed Atlanta. Really impressed with him. He throws a beautiful deep ball. I love to watch him play. Liked him at Florida State. Um, really like what he did week one. Uh, another one I had was um, the fact that the, the – this weekend, we had so many damn close games that came down to the wire. It was tremendous. I mean, San Diego gave up a huge lead. And also, um, while we're speaking of San Diego, uh, poor one out for Keenan Allen. That was a horrible injury. Mm. Um, disgusted for many reasons, personally. Um, he was even on my fantasy team, actually, and, and some other stuff. But Keenan Allen's a great player. And injuries are just so – they're just the worst, man. He, he, Worst can't describe it, uh, but, yeah, I hated to see that happen. Um, props to Kansas City for pulling that big comeback uh, at Arrowhead. I believe they were down 21-3 at one point. Um, and uh, also something to look out for is that Russell Wilson injury. Looks like he hurt his ankle. Apparently he should be okay, but he looked pretty uh, 
after that, after Sue uh, stepped on his ankle, he looked pretty immobile. So we shall see how, how if that transpires into anything else. Uh, but yeah, it was a great week one. Five great games. Yeah, I mean, San Diego got jumped out to a big lead. I picked them to win. They didn't hold off. They didn't hold off uh, Kansas City, but I did pick San Diego. Um, the Saints also jumped out to a big lead, and then the Raiders came back. Um, and uh, I think for me, Jack Del Rio uh, going for two like that to win the game was um, a heck of a call, a gutsy call. And I got to give him kudos, got to give him props to make that call. A lot, a lot, there's not a lot of coaches in that position that would make that call. And uh, I, I was hanging out yesterday. I went down to uh, one of my favorite establishments, and uh, my buddy Chuck was there, who's a huge Raiders fan. I had to give him that. Say, man, that was that was that was nice. It really was. Um, speaking of picks, so we did four games last week, and me and K Star both went two and two. And JB and Dr. Train each went one and three. Um, the only the only one that they both got right were the Chiefs. And um, K-Star, uh, he got um, – he picked – I'm looking here – the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Um, actually, K-Star, I think you were one and three too now that I'm looking. Uh, I thought I had the Giants and you, and uh, definitely had the Panthers. I had the the, the Panthers. You had San Diego. Or yeah, yeah you picked yeah, uh, San Diego and you picked Arizona. So no, you're one and three. So I was the omniscient really one again. San Diego? Yeah, you picked San Diego with me. Yeah, yeah. I picked San Diego. I picked Carolina, but I I, I picked um. Let me see. Oh, wait a minute. I picked Carolina. They lost. I picked San Diego. They lost. I picked the Cowboys. They lost. I picked New England. They won. Okay, I'm one and three, too. Okay, so we're all one and three, guys. Okay. We're rusty. First week. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, you know, um, and, and, and kudos to, you know, kind of what I said, my only, my only correct pick was New England. And, uh, you know, it's just the greatness of Bill Belichick. That's what you saw on display there, the greatness of Bill Belichick. Coaching matters. <laughs> it really does. So everybody wants to give so, Bruce Aaron's coach of the year every year, but <laughs> y'all forgot about the great man, Bill Belichick. Yeah, he showed him up. But I will say on one correction, K-Star is definitely 2-2. Two and two. Where? No. San Diego. Oh, yeah, San Diego and um yeah, and New York. You chose San Diego. You chose wait, wait which one? No. No, uh, I chose. I oh, my pick. My pick. Yeah. I picked the Chiefs. So I'm not sure if I actually announced that. No, I mean I got I, I I wrote San Diego down as you said it. So. Oh yeah, he did. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, K-Star, you had Carolina, they lost. You had San Diego, they lost. You had Arizona, they lost. You had the Giants, they won. I had New England, they won. And JB and Train had the exact same across the board. They both had the Chiefs. The other three teams lost. So we were all one and three. So Yeah, you're right. Sorry. That's all right, man. That's all right. Um, We were all rusty. 
But uh, that's it. Let's jump in into uh, – oh, and, and on our weekly picks real quick um, on uh, for all the games, uh, JB, me, and K-Star all start off with 100 points. Dr. Train is at 70 points, but we know that this is, it's a long way to go. So reminder to you guys to go ahead and make your picks before Thursday. Anybody out there want to pick with us, if you want to join us, just go to NFL Pick'em and just look for the Madden voice. It's it's an open uh, league, a uh, pick'em NFL pick'em, and just you know, if you have an NFL.com account, that's all you need. It's free, and uh, hey, let's have some fun. See how you do against us. Uh, there is another guy in there. I don't know who it is, but he's tied with us. But it's still early, so check it out. Um, but anyway, so let's pick this week's games, and uh, there are four games that we're going to pick from again. Um, a lot of good games this week, but I picked four that I thought were very competitive or should be very competitive games. So the first one is going to be the Chiefs at Houston, the Chiefs at the Texans. And uh, I'm going to start and I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. And please, um, I hope Jamal Charles plays because he is my one of my fantasy running backs and it would be nice to have him on the field. So I'm going with the Chiefs to beat the Texans in Houston. Uh, K-Star, what do you got? I got the Texans. I like what I saw of Osweiler. Should have had a much bigger game. Uh, had a couple of drops from DeAndre in the end zone. And it's going to be tough for the Chiefs to pull this one off on the road. I like uh, Houston. Okay. JB? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Texans also. I think that running game with um, Juan Miller is going to be uh, a little bit more potent. Um, it's going to be a close one. Definitely going to be a dog fight, but I'm going to go with Houston. Okay. Dr. Train. Dr. Train. Where are you, Dr. Train? Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, I know the Bears are not the greatest benchmark to test a team, but at the same time, I did see that defense firsthand. And I saw us be able to move the ball one half, and I saw us get shut down the second half. I saw Kansas. I saw some highlights from Kansas City's first week, and I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with. You. I, I I think uh, definitely with both Hopkins and and Fuller and and and, and Miller running back, but more importantly, they they finally put Jadavian Clowney in his right position, and that boy is ready to play. Uh, JJ yeah. White. On a on a second his his a, a second week, I, I I think he'll be even healthier than he was the previous week. And they got another dude, uh, Mar- Marcellus, I think is his last name. Good, merciless, man, merciless. Yeah, merciless. Yeah, yeah, that dude that. is merciless. I I I put it this way: he's he's strictly merciless because he comes with that, it. Man. Yes, I mean perfect for for what he's doing uh, in that defense. So. I, I like Houston on this one. Okay. This makes you think of the New England-Arizona game where I picked New England and you guys all picked Arizona. But anyway, um, you know, I couldn't resist. It's the only one I got right. I got to brag. All right. Um, 49ers at the Panthers. 49ers uh, 28 nothing over the Rams. And the Panthers starting off 0-1. Cam Newton took a beating. Uh, we know the 49ers D can be pretty stout, um, can be. Um, 
What do you guys got? Let me start with Dr. Train on this one. You said 49ers and Panthers? Man, I know the 49ers put a zero, you know, delivered a donut, but Chase Keenum is probably the worst quarterback I've seen in years. <laughs> hey, you know, but 28 to nothing, 1-0 and versus 0-1, division game. Yeah, uh... I'm have to go with Carolina though. You say is okay. it? I'm I, trying to write it down. Is it at Panthers or at San Francisco? At Carolina. Uh, at Carolina. Oh yeah, definitely Carolina. Okay. JB. It is. This is not a division game. It's a conference game. But uh, I'm going with Carolina. I think oh, they're gonna get that yeah. um, San Francisco looks good, but I mean, obviously you have to put that in air quotes given the competition. I think Carolina's going to be too strong for them going Carolina. Okay. Okay, Star? Yeah, you know I'm going with Carolina. I think they're going to take out their frustration and anger out on San Francisco. One thing to consider, though, too, is uh, San Francisco's coming up a Monday night game, less rest. Carolina had more rest coming up that Thursday game, so that should be prime for Carolina to, to just destroy San Fran. Mm. Um, I'm reluctantly going to agree with you guys. Uh, something tells me this is going to be one of those games that, that it, it, mark my words, it's not going to be a blowout. Uh, I may change my mind before kickoff, but I'll go with Carolina for now only because they're home. But um, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm just not feeling good about that pick right now. You know, if, if All San Francisco right. that one out, let's just let's talk about that one real quick. If San Francisco is going to pull that one out, Lane Gavin's got a way better quarterback. He had the second to lowest passing yards per play or, or per attempt. <laughs> so he's got to step it up if they're going to have any chance of winning. You, you do realize that he is one bad play away from getting pulled, and it would not surprise me if it doesn't happen during this game that he doesn't get pulled for Kaepernick. 100% agree. If, so. if it weren't for the fact that they were playing the Rams last night, uh, I'm sure that the outcome would have been a little different, not saying right. that they wouldn't have won. But in terms of pulling the quarterback, I wouldn't have been surprised if that happened in last night's game. Right. And, and, and I think when I looked at this game, I'm looking at it as I think Kaepernick may I – don't, I don't think they're ready to just make him the starter because the dude did win. But – he goes out there and plays poorly. I see. I could. I definitely can see them pulling, putting Kaepernick in. Um, Chip Chip Kelly don't care. <laughs> the one thing we all know about Chip Kelly, watching him in Philly, he don't care. He will bench you in a second. He will cut you in a second. Um, he don't care. And something tells me that with Carolina's physical defense and aggressive play, Gabbard's gonna get beat up, gonna get knocked around, not gonna play well. And by the second quarter or second half. He's out, and it's going to be. We need someone with um, nose offense, more mobility, more agility. And um, all right, man, you know, number one selling jersey in the NFL, get on out there and win us this game. Now, will he win it? That's another conversation, but he gives him a better chance than Gabbert. That's what I think is going to happen. It could be wrong, but that's what I think is going to happen. He will bench you. He will trade you. He will do whatever it takes. He don't care. Nope. All right. Um, Arguably game of the week. Cincinnati goes to Pittsburgh. Going to have to give K-Star the floor on this one. 
who you have? <laughs> like we don't know. Um, and why? So my Steelers here. Uh, one thing working in favor is we're at home. Um, Andy back like seven times last week. You know, luckily for him, he gets eight. But I think everyone at the stadium knows uh, that A.J. Green is going to focus on that we can get enough stops. Also, conversely, our offense takes another level. Uh, and so, like you guys had pointed out, we're already mid season form, so I don't think Dalton's going to come up with, with Big Ben here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm going to go reliable line. Coaching Big Ben and Tomlin today at home over uh, Dalton and Jones on the road. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, we always know that when K Star makes a prediction, we know that it's solid. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, when he when he makes a prediction, it's 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 gospel. All right. Obviously, he was with this game. They're on defense, uh, total yards and scoring, playing most one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mendo Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, James Harris, Lamar Woolsey, they're coming for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of playing that clip, K Star. I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. I'll never get tired of it. I just I just love it. I just love it. Um, all right. Yeah, I love it. J B, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, who you got? Yeah, I'm hoping that I can watch this one because this is going to be as as old JR would say, old fashioned slobber knocker. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm taking Pitt as well. Um, I just think that uh, it's tough. I think this is going to be down to whoever has the ball last. And I I think that between Big Ben and and Mike Tomlin and the running game that they have, it's going to be a little bit too much. Even though I'm going to tell you, Big Red and A.J. Green are going to be nasty, but I'm still going to take the Steelers in a close one. All right. Dr. Train. Man, this is a straight up pick'em game. Real talk. I mean, I, I like I like both these teams right now. I like either for either I like either for either to win, but because Pittsburgh is at home, I'm just riding with Pittsburgh for this one. If it was in Cincinnati, I'd be rolling with Cincinnati. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh this time. Okay. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Um and not 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 by you know the, this is not a decisive definitive pick. This is a this is a pick because Pittsburgh always has that one game where they lay an egg, and it's usually a division game. And then K Star comes on and he's pissed off. He can't explain it. I don't understand why we lost to the Ravens. They're not even going to the playoffs, and we lost to you know. There's always one game a year where and then K Star comes in. And I think this might be that game where Pittsburgh lays an egg at home and Cincinnati gets the win. Okay, that, that's really all I got. All right, last but not least, Indianapolis at Denver. Ooh. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm going to go with Indianapolis on the road. I like what I'm seeing from Andrew Luck. 
He's healthy, playing well, um, coaching quarterback. And, you know, um, Simeon had a good first game, but I'm not going to go with him now to outpoint uh, Indianapolis, even at home. Not going to happen. Not in my opinion. So I'm going with Indy. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, I like Denver at home. I think that the one thing Washington Indy that we all kind of realized pretty quickly is that they can't stop the run right now. And uh, C.J. Anderson looked pretty good uh, running against Carolina, and certainly Carolina's run defense certainly much more formidable than uh, Indy's front seven. So I like I like Denver to win. Okay, J.B. Take nothing away from what Detroit did. The Colts defense just got shredded like me. Uh, and I think that Denver is going to be able to have enough weapons to exploit that. I'm going with Denver. Okay. Dr. Train. Oh, my God. This is a tough one. I'm winning actually like Indianapolis. They just come off a loss, so this doesn't doesn't pose well. And it's hard to see them just to go 0-2. But at the same time, Denver has the perfect kryptonite. They have a strong run game, which, let me say this, man, and, and let me know if y'all got tired of the announcer Thursday night. But one thing I kept getting pissed off, is, is that Kerry Collins? Is that the announcer? Is that him? Chris is that the announcer for Thursday night? Huh? Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Collinsworth? Oh, Collinsworth, that's yeah. the announcer? I need him to take his head out of the step into the room. Come on, mom and I'm in here. I needed him to take his head out of Trevor Simeon's ass because the boy did not play all that great. The run game was ridiculous for Denver, and Carolina just did not have an answer the later in the game it got. Now, with that said, <laughs> Denver has the perfect kryptonite for the Indianapolis. They have a very good defense. They have a pretty, they had a very good running game against a stronger defense than what they will face in Indianapolis. And as bad as I want to pick Indianapolis, man, I I got to go Denver. It wouldn't be a shocker if Indianapolis win it. I didn't want to leave you over there by yourself, T. I really want to pick them. But it's hard to go against a defense and a run game that I saw out of Denver, and then they also are in Denver. So hey, man, three – Three out of the four picks, I'm on my own. And if I pick San Francisco, then all four of them, I'm on my own. Um, so, you know what? Um, I, I'm good. I'm good, you know, because last week we stunk <laughs> with our picks. I mean, you know, we all picked Carolina. They lost. Three of you guys picked Arizona. They lost. Three of us picked the Cowboys. They lost. Uh, we split with San Diego and Kansas City. So, I mean – let, you know, the the thing that we don't know after only one game is nothing because it's only one game. So we really don't know. People are going to watch some film and they're going to adjust. And it, it's going to be, you know, you really don't start to get trends until about four games. Then you start to see some consistencies and identities are starting to be formed. But right now it's matchups and it's execution. But it's really early to start talking about, well, who's a running team? Who's a better passing team? Who's got the better this? Who's got... We're kind of still living off of last year's, um, you know, accomplishments. We talk about Denver's defense and Carolina's defense and that kind of stuff. But really, honestly, we don't know. We, we, we don't know. So everybody thought the Cowboys were going to have a future defense, and they, they lost by one point, right? So what do we know? 
Garofalo, he's going to go in there and, he, you know, my guy can't wait till Tom Brady gets back. And a guy actually looked pretty good at quarterback, you know. So, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, rookie, right, looks pretty good at quarterback, you know. Goff, rookie, number one pick, ain't even, ain't even suited up. You know what I mean? So I, I, we really – what we know after week one is we still just don't know because it's only one week. But we're going to start to learn because we're getting into week two now. We're going to start to learn some things. We're going to start to know is Josh Norman because guess what? You know, you got to – now what you got? You got you to cover Dez, uh, maybe. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see what you got over there. Um, so it's, it's going to be a good week. Um, I think what we'll do next week is let's take a, let's add a segment next week that I don't think we're going to do it every week, but I think every once in a while, let's talk a little fantasy football after a couple of weeks. Let's talk about, let's talk about big picture fantasy football stuff. And we all play it. Um, K stars probably as much into it as, as anybody, but I know um, train is very into it. We all play it. So I think we'll add a fantasy football segment next week and just talk about what we're seeing is for trends out in fantasy football. Um, but Hey, week two's coming up guys, get your fantasy football lineups in and get your pickums in. That's everybody out there listening, get your pickums and get your fantasy football um, lineup in because well, you can. Um, all right. Um, that's all we got for tonight. A little shorter than normal, but hey, you know what? It's okay. I don't believe in just sitting on and just talking because we can. We say what we need to say, and we're out of here. So uh, with that said, final words. Let's go to uh, uh, the man with the philosophy, Dr. Train. Any final words? Man, it just I just got an ESPN ticker that Michelle Obama told uh, Stephen Curry to talk trash to the president next time they play golf. They talk about his ears. <laughs> I think that's flags. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, have y'all seen Marshawn Lynch's uh, any piece of his interview on Showtime where he talks about hitting the guy in the face while running uh, while he was running the ball? So a guy does not want to get hit in the face over and over and over and over and oh, he literally said it that many times. If you haven't seen, no, it, haven't seen it, go check it out. I promise what you would get what, a laugh of what what show on YouTube. Showtime. It was a, I think it was an interview. I can't remember what show it was on Showtime. I, I, I just saw a clip of it on, on okay. ESPN. But YouTube okay. it. Okay. YouTube is interview with on Showtime. It's, it's freaking hilarious. Okay. Last Check week, it out. Second week of football, uh, Bears versus Eagles. We're on Monday night. Um, not to say I'm, 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 I'm overly concerned about Carson Wentz, but I, I, I did. See a, a rookie quarterback play better than I expected. So I just hope Chicago has has an answer for all that. But secondly, but most importantly, I hope we play sixty minutes. Cause watching us play and I play a half, I mean that was great. But not watching us play a full sixty minutes was just horrifying. And, and lastly, my fantasy football team needs help. I think I might be selling off Big Ben before the year is over. With. I, I got to do something. Yeah, I'm panicking. It's week one. I'm panicking. Selling so, off Big Ben. That you week, mean, you, that you week mean you're one. In week one. In week you, one, I'm panicking. You mean, so, you mean you're going to do a 1989 Herschel Walker, try to get the farm for one player? Is that is that what I'm we're trying talking to get, about? I'm, I'm trying to get six picks. I'm trying to get A. I'm trying to get six picks for, for, 
Levy Ben. It's yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. It looks bad. Okay. The Dow looks bad. If Devontae Freeman does not turn it around, I'm in so much trouble. Okay. Because that was my keeper. All right, that's all I got. All right. Okay. Well, I have Drew Brees was my keeper and and the man is still a four horseman. I'll just leave it at that. Um all right, K Star. Any uh any final words? Uh yeah, just looking forward to the games, of course, as always. Um, hoping the Steelers maintain that great pedigree of ours and dominate the Bengals. That'll be terrific. Hopefully for you guys, uh, we see some, and I think we will, by the way, see Zeke get more running room uh, week two. And I think Dak will play well, so hang tight, guys. Hang tight. Okay. Sounds good. JB, final words? Yeah, a couple. First off, I want to continue to monitor how much uh, traction and, and momentum this whole Colin Kaepernick um, thing is going to continue to create. Very curious to see how it translated from one week to the next, and then we'll see how it is next week. Maybe it's garnered some more steam and more momentum. I certainly hope so. So I'll be trying to keep an eye out on that. And the other item that I'm kind of watching is to see these, these rookie quarterbacks that had a decent week one how will they fare with week two now that there's live game tape on them? Are they going to be able to adjust to the adjustments or will the defenses just playing and simply catch up to them? So I'm going to be curious to see what happens with that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for another great show. And I'll be brief. Um, you know, my first of all, just, you know, remember – everybody, uh, 9-11, 15 years ago. And, um, you know, this country needs to get together and it's still so divided. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's an election year. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to get too deep into politics, but I'm disgusted with both of these candidates. I really am. I, I, I don't like either one of them. I do have a preference towards Hillary, um, just because of her experience. Um, but she, I'm not, there's a lot of things from her I'm not liking, and there's even more from the other guy that I'm not liking. But what I really hate is how divided this country is. And, um, you know, with 9-11, I remember the one thing I will remember about 9-11 is the feeling of, uh, of this country being united against a common foe. Um, and that's what I felt during that time period. And uh, I wish we could get back to that feeling of, you know, unity here. And I think Kaepernick this whole thing with Kaepernick is because that's missing and it's too much killing of each other and it's too much hatred and it's too much negativity and it's just got to stop. It's, gotta, it's not where, what I want my children to grow up in. I want, I want them to grow up in, in, in something a little more prosperous than what we have right now. So I know that's not football related, but those are my final words. Enjoy the games this week. Um, it's going to be great. It's, it's Redskin week for the Cowboys. Um, next week we'll give Dr. Tran a little more airtime with the Bears. I don't think he minded because they really didn't do anything worth discussing, so I don't think he minded. But next week we'll give him a little more airtime. And, um, hey, we'll see you next Tuesday night. So for Dr. Train, for K-Star, for JP, and I also want to thank my mother for listening in. Always appreciate the support. I hope everybody has a good week. Enjoy the games. And remember, ultimately, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Bop bop bop
Thank you.